we're serious. We're, we're getting real data here, but we're also having fun. I mean, we, we allow jeans on Fridays. Like, absolutely. We, we understand, like, we had a global pandemic and like that was really villainous. So like, you know, you can work from home. Like we yeah. don't need to be in per- like I don't need to micromanage you as long as you're getting yeah. your villainy done and you know you meet your meetings and reviews like we are going to be fine. In the beginning, there was nothing. Emptiness, uncertainty, listlessness. Then, the creator made man. With strength, certainty, and the power to bend the natural world around him. A God-given right culminating in this moment. Hello and welcome to The Answer's a Lemon. We got a podcast name now. We've decided on a podcast name that we all like and doesn't suck and everything's groovy. It's real. It's true. It's forever. We're committed. Yeah, at least until we change it again. But for now, (laughs) The Answer's a Lemon. The Answer's a Lemon for the time being. Uh, As always, I am with your god of odd, Dr. Connor Fitz. Yes, so happy to be here so ready to spread that doctorate all over this podcast really get the the esteem that we were looking for that doctorate boost the first and last time i will be doing this in a genuine fashion but i thought it'd be nice to uh kind of record it for the like posterity annals of syndicated media history just you know just do a nice little thing for you because it it, just breaking down the curtain fuck you you deserve it (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. It'll make for a great ringtone. Every time, ooh, that'll be good for texts. Every time uh, I get a notification from you, Dr. Connor Fitz. There you go. Uh, and as always, I'm your host, Evan. Uh, thanks for listening to episode five. Why the fuck are you still here? Can't thank you enough. Um, yeah, I feel like we had a lot to talk about, and then we did so much uh, workshopping before this that my brain's shut off, and I'm just ready to just kind of like sleep yeah it's so good i know that we're never going to wind up getting artificial and overly practiced because we forget everything in between takes in between podcasts we'd start again at ground zero pretty much i mean also like peek behind the curtain mike because i know you're listening mike hey mike Mike. how's it going mike mike Mike. hey (laughs) uh it's been like a month since since we recorded and i guess we'll talk about that in our most important first question but yeah it's been it's been tough like if we're if we're keeping if we're keeping up this track record um we're boned like there's no way that this is ever catching catching on by by humans who aren't you know our what six friends do we have six friends are we up to six friends i think six friends feels right uh any more than that and i i think that we're going to have to start culling them yeah just, just taking one out at a time just like get get the bachelor roses out and just it's like here you go. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, that's you don't got a rose. That's uh, that's much better. I was thinking I would just wildly offend people like I've been craving to do for so long. Okay, I mean, your presence is offense offensive enough. So like I I don't know what else you could do. I know. Imagine how high I've got to crank it to to get rid of our seventh friend. 
Oh Christ! Well, let's let's both let's both not be very good at small talk. Hey, <laughs> did you know this this uh, podcast is an excuse for me and Connor to hang out and then guise it in the the idea that we can make small talk fun? Yeah, here we are making yeah. it fun. It's fun already. Can't you tell? Yeah. Icebreakers don't need to be shitty. You don't need to ask about the weather. You just need to have some really dumb questions. Um, so let's fucking get into it, gang. Uh, most let's. important first question of the day. How you been, bud? It's been a month. Dude, I'm I'm really good. I'm in a good spot. Is I it, am past is it because, all of the agita. Is, is it because is, what? Is it because you're in Oregon and a doctor now? Uh, being a doctor is pretty good so far. Mostly being a doctor is great because it means not being a pre-doctoral student, which is okay. not great. Uh, maybe I'm just feeling civilian life right now could be that what i'm enjoying truly and really is not having homework for the okay. first time ever that's perhaps. fine i'm i'm like on a decade of not having homework so like catch up buddy <laughs> yeah yeah you've really settled into the lifestyle you know yep. i don't think that you appreciate it properly <coughs> i think that you've been taking this no homework stuff for granted and oh, let I me tell you it kicks ass it's great i mean i've enjoyed it like I've had no homework, so I've decided to start a podcast with my friend. <laughs> I need something to do. I'm too bored. Great. Yeah, let's uh, let's open you up for more feedback from critical people, telling you about your performance. That'll that'll bring you right back to school days. Great. Thanks, Internet. Let's be very kind. I know you're you're down to do that. Um, so I, I do I do want to ask you. Um, yeah, please continue continue talking. But um, I also just kind of want to like pat myself on the back for how funny I think I am. Because, um, like, I want to come up with an idea of, like, you did a half marathon of driving across the country. So, like, how do, mm -hmm. how do we, it's like, it's not a full cross country tour. It's a, it's a, it's a half country tour. Like, how was your, how was your tr travels across half of the United States of America? Well, I'll tell you, it was very practical this time. Um, it, it was all very smooth, which is great, but uh usually i really like stopping places is you know the america has so much cool stuff to it it's so big it's basically 50 individual countries that have all been mushed together mm -hmm. by the refusal of abraham lincoln to allow the south to secede uh and that's just that's in our fiber that's the connective tissue that keeps us together uh whether or not eastern oregon wants to secede to idaho like there there are some echoes anyway just, I really just being, like stopping. being held together beyond your beyond your desire and will. Yeah, well, Be, uh, being yes. forced to hang out with people you don't like. Exactly, America is basically one enormous unpleasant family Thanksgiving. Okay, so sorry. Please continue. Which I love experiencing. I wanted to stop. I wanted to eat the mashed potatoes. I wanted to pick the marshmallows off the sweet potatoes. I wanted to grab some of that turkey skin, but I couldn't this time. I had to just. Uh keep moving two dogs in the back no time to enjoy things how how were the dogs for the trip did they did they cause a lot of trouble i know when um i drove across the country with two cats they were um just their existence was like we need to drive fast so they don't die of heat stroke uh i'll tell you they are i don't know about cats i don't really know how cats cool themselves i guess they also pant yeah not as effectively as dogs yeah, it's it's a little actually concerning when when they pant heavily. Um, it's like, hey, that's a little bit too overworked. But it's also very cute. But Salem has asthma, so it is somewhat worrying. Oh, 
Well, uh, yeah, it, it was pretty simple. Once the dog started panting, I turned the AC up a little bit more. So it was cool. Rumor was drugged up, so she wasn't uh, constantly pondering whether it's worth it to break out of the car while we're on the highway. That was, that was nice. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yep, it's parallel experiences. Uh, but yeah, no, dogs were cool. Uh, aside from them preventing me from stopping at all the cool places. Okay, cool. Uh, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, anything else snowworthy in the last month? I don't know. Holy cow. Uh, I'll tell you, getting me through the very final phases of uh, my doctorate program has been Pikmin 4, which is, oh. let me tell you, a revelation. A uh, true sequel. Okay, what do you mean by revelation? Like, what, what has been revealed to you? What, what so, new insights about life, the universe, and everything have you learned? <laughs> Uh, that there is good in the world, that there is deep <laughs> satisfaction that can be found. Good people okay. are out there trying to make the world a better place, and they did it by making Pikmin 4. Okay, cool. Pikmin 2 is my favorite video game of all time. Yes. And Pikmin 3 was pretty okay. It was okay. good. Like it was, ra- it was really very good, but it didn't didn't register in the grand scheme of things the way that pikmin 2 did for me what was pikmin what 4 was lacking? right up there it you know it just there wasn't as much the thing that was great about pikmin 2 was that you just kept peeling back layers and finding more and more game right, right, in right. new ways after you had felt like you had already finished up without okay. it feeling like well just do it all over again except it'll be harder this time right like the way that some games will have the the replayability yeah so uh, Pikmin 3 just didn't have as much stuff. The new Pikmin that they introduced were all right. Flying Pikmin okay. were great. I love my cool. fairy Pikmin. Rock Pikmin didn't really feel like they were making a big difference in the game. Right. But we've got two new modes in Pikmin 4. There's nighttime adventures and there are Dandori battles. I don't know what either of those mean, so uh, please enlighten me. Are we becoming a video game podcast? <laughs> we might not. Well, you know, well, mm-hmm. we talk about video games a lot. We're kind of big fucking nerds. That's why um, we we need help talking to humans. Unfortunately, Evan, we're just video game people, and we have a podcast, and we can't keep those two <laughs> things separate. Oh no! <laughs> uh, but classically. The pressure in every day's expedition for Pikmin was that uh, at the end of the day, if you would need to have all of your Pikmin gathered up because you were jetting off the face of the planet because things got really serious at night. Everybody dies. All the ghoulies come out? All the ghoulies come out. They're hyper aggressive. Like that's the point where you got a GTFO. Okay. And if you didn't have your Pikmin with you, if you had left them trying to pick something up or take care of something, uh, and you didn't have them when the clock struck sunset, you had to watch them run to your ship after it had escaped immediately to be devoured by monsters. Oh my God, that's so dark. It's in, this game is so effective at tugging on your heartstrings. Oh geez. And so that's still true. Okay. However, we now have the capability to explore at night yep. for night expeditions. And it's a very different mode. It wasn't just like, no, you're just down there and it's dark instead. Right. 
I was opposed to it at first because there had been so much world building built up around how the face of the earth is just impossible to exist on at nighttime. Okay. So I thought that this night expedition would kind of detract from that a little bit. However. Yes. You can't have regular Pikmin out at night. The only Pikmin that are capable of surviving and thriving at nighttime are ghost Pikmin. Oh, that's so fun. I love it. They're already and dead. They are already dead. And so there's uh, actual lore, you know, attached to like, if the ghost Pikmin die, don't worry about it. They just zip right back to where they came from because cool. they're ghosts. Kind of like Inky, Blinky, and Clyde. Exactly. Very much so. Uh, and so, yeah, that's just, it's a uh, tower defense at night. Very different setup from regular okay. Pikmin. Uh, there are also Dandori battles, which the game uh, emphasizes heavily. And okay. uh, I have learned that Dandori is the Japanese word for the art of strategically and efficiently setting your tasks to be executed in the most uh, time-efficient manner possible. So is this like a Rube Goldberg machine, but for war? It isn't. It's not okay. so much uh, like setting things off in a long series of events it's more mm -hmm. like you have to figure out where you put your dudes and where you put your pikmin to execute different tasks in a like limited area with a certain amount of goals you need to accomplish before time runs out cool cool that sounds really neat and quite engaging especially for someone who's like brain like yours is like i need to i need to solve this it is and it 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 takes existing gameplay and it just gamifies it further because yep. you always had that time sensitivity. So you were always trying to be efficient and this sets parameters around that efficiency. Cool. That sounds really fun. Um, I've never played a Pikmin. I do want to play all of the Pikmin with my limited time on the face of this here earth, but that's a, that's a later thing for me to do. But do they, is it still Olimar? Is, is he still just having a shitty time with rockets or is are, is there just a whole fleet of just like ill-fated um, astronauts? So uh, what an excellent question, Evan. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Uh, this is, it leads Why are me you into, patting me on the back? <laughs> uh, because I love talking about Pikmin. <laughs> you and your fucking Nintendo games. Oh, it's so good, man. It, they, they just make them so fun on purpose. Anyway, uh, Olimar is still in the picture. Uh, one of the reasons why I really like this one too, the first Pikmin was about survival. Yep. All Mark crash landed on the planet. You just have to find all your spaceship parts so you can get, get out. Yep. Pikmin two was about corporate greed, which was a very <laughs> effective theme. It was all okay. about, Oh, actually it turns out that our company is going under and, yep. uh, we're going to send you back to this dangerous planet because it is absolutely littered with treasure that you can make money out of. Oh, beautiful. Pikmin 3 was about just finding fruits and vegetables and turning them into juice to feed the starving people of I don't know the planet name. Okay. I was I was I was gonna say like that's lame until it was like to feed starving people, like oh, don't be a dick. That's so mean, Evan. The thing is like I, I, I'm I feel very motivated and I love feeding people that I've that never appear on screen, I guess. I really don't. Sure, whatever. The problem is you are already collecting fruits and vegetables for money. And so now, you know, you're basically just restricted. What you're picking up now is 
less variety of stuff than you used to have access to. Okay, that's that's a step backwards, if you ask me. Yeah. But the theme around Pikmin 4 is Rescue Corps. So you're oh. playing as, uh, like, a rescue team who is there to find survivors. Oh, cool. Colomar is one of them. He sent the SOS. Oh, oh so he's still having a bad time. That poor guy. <laughs> yep, he's still he needs- having a bad time. How, how many rockets have they trusted this man with? Like, geez. I think probably the same one over and over again, thinking he figures it out somehow. He's the only one who can who can bring that hunk of junk back. Uh, that's fun. Cool, cool. I'm glad you're having a good time with that, and I'm glad that you now have more time to focus on that and not be stressed out the wazoo about getting a doctorate and moving across the country and all of the other things that you've got going on, and now you can talk to your friend Evan, who's been lonely. Yeah, man. Well, hey, how are you doing? Aside from lonely. I got El Covido, so I am on the mend. Um, went to a Tiny Moving Parts show last Tuesday and had a great frickin' time. It was a goddamn blast. It was so good to see a show, uh, jam around, hang around in the mosh pit, and just have a good time. Uh, and then I'm like, yeah, my throat's still kind of sore. I guess I screamed too much. And then I was kind of unconscious. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> And then Lee yeah, got the, sick, and we're like, oh, no! The so, gentle unfolding of an illness as you slip further and further into sickness. Yeah, but I'm doing great now. Um, it didn't hit me all that hard, which I am grateful for, and will always continue to knock on wood about. Um, just been doing some work. Had to do a bunch of bunch of blogs for my entire life. Um, but other than that, um, I, too, have been playing video games because illness and not going outside to get other people sick and um yeah video games are just perfect for sickness i mean and the rest of your life too but yeah just just give me that escapism baby i don't want i don't want to be in the real world let me go do something where i can like actually achieve um but i was playing crash twin sanity which is a playstation 2 game it is i don't know what number crash bandicoot game there is because i just learned that there's like a bunch of handheld games so whatever um, but it is janky as fuck. It is such, like, it is a, an acknowledged, admittedly rushed game. Um, there's a line in it where uh, Dr. Cortex it, it just goes like, and we're going to explore a new dimension. It was supposed to be two, but we ran out of time. And it's like really kind of like a rushed, shitty development job. Um, but like, it had a lot of charm in the jank. Um, it was really frustrating at some points but like i never beat it as a kid so i wanted to finally beat it and it was it was good i got all the gems i only looked up guides a couple of times and the thing that really got me though was um i hated all of the mouth sounds that the composer did because there was a lot of like bop 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 do 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 and the one the one that made me want to throw my game boy across the room was this little like noise that they kept making in the background of one stage i'm just like why did you choose to do this this is this is so annoying like i'm sorry i like i'm not a great musician i don't want to dig on people but these were bad decisions these sound bad to the ears it was an acapella group it was an acapella group that did the soundtrack for this crash bandicoot game which makes sense why they were all mouth sounds so Sorry, acapella group. 
you you were you were slated for failure because I do not like acapella. So apologies to whatever that team was. I can't remember their name. I looked it up and immediately ejected it from my brain because I really didn't like them. So yeah, it was weird. Glad I beated it. Beat it. What? what? Beaten. Beat. Grammar. Beat. 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 Uh, what 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 year are we talking? What what Crash Bandicoot circa? Uh, I want to guess two thousand eight, but I don't actually know. Uh, Crash mm. Twin Sanity. It's gonna be a lot earlier than that, I'm sure. Two thousand four. Not bad. Four years off. That's that's mm. actually pretty good for for me, for a guess. I um, feel I feel two thousand four is a little late in the video game production era to be making mistakes like hard to listen to mouth sounds in the background acapella group or not yeah i i i mean i looked it up online people on reddit were like i really like the soundtrack i think it adds a lot to the humor of the like the crash bandicoot series i'm like no that's Mm. not what not what i'm after man i want freaking I just I just want the warp room from Crash Three where it's do 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 and I'm not gonna just freaking sing into the for the next podcast because like we are like what twenty minutes in and we haven't even gotten to yeah twenty minutes in and we haven't even gotten to any questions. It's a lot of how you doing today. It's been a month. This is why we do the podcast. It thanks for listening, folks. All two of us. Yeah, um, and listen, we're cutting out a lot of stuff for the yeah. record. We haven't even talked about what food we ate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, really nothing, nothing noteworthy. Just, just those, those things. Um, it's honestly been a lot of messing around and getting the stuff set so we can like actually launch this podcast into the ether for people to listen to. Because like, hey, peek behind the curtain, we're doing a little backlog, so you have a couple episodes to listen to all at once. So yeah, you're yeah, welcome. It'll be. It'll be a three, two, one, go, and then they Thanks. all pop out one yep. great big glob. So, thank you. Why are you listening to this? Please continue. <laughs> Share it with friends. We're Make weird. Yeah, right. no, it's it's different. At least, tell you what. Let's hang our hat on that. Yeah, a different let's, podcast. Let's get into our questions. Rolling the right. dice. What do we get today? It is a. We are not at a hundred yet. We are so freaking close to a hundred. We've got like ninety-two of them. And we're going to break it. We're going to break it soon. But we do need to eat up at least four of those questions today. And we are starting with number 72. Who has performed your favorite cover song? Bonus. What is your favorite remix? Connor. Yeah, you know, I, I am, I think, not as musically inclined as Evan is. And so when I think about favorite cover, you know, my mind drifts towards Weird Al. But he doesn't do covers. No, he does parodies. He does parodies. There, there is a difference. There very much is. Uh, and so, yeah, I, when you once you start remixing the lyrics, I think you're getting a little too far. I th- yeah, I think, par- I think parody is, I think there are three different things in this question. There is cover, there is remix, and there is parody. Well, my favorite parody is definitely a Weird Al song. Yeah, but, naturally. Uh, my favorite cover, I think, is probably... I think I'm going to throw it to Real Big Fish for Take On Me. That's one that was in my brain. It's such a... They do such a good job. You can't really go wrong with ska covers. Yeah. Well, I mean, Come On Eileen was... Uh, I, who Did Save Ferris do Come On Eileen? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Also very good. 
so uh, strong. And yeah, I, I mean, everything Scott Two Network does is Scott Two Network's fantastic. I mean, less than Jake has an entire um, an entire uh, EP that is uh, cartoon theme songs covered as ska. Freaking yeah. SpongeBob and Animaniacs, baby! It's so oh. good. L- look it up. It's it, it becomes so distinctly different, which I think is important in a cover for me. If somebody just does the same thing but they just sing a little different, yep. then it's usually not really worth my time. Although, oh, on that same topic, Streetlight Manifesto doing uh, uh, "You Me and Julio" down by the schoolyard, also so, very good. So good. Their cover of "Hell" is fantastic. I don't think I'm familiar with that one. Oh man, you got, you got it. It's off this. It's off the same. It's off the same album. It's 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 very good. I I don't remember it off the top of my head, so I can't sing it for you. But um, someone does a a YouTube video on it. That's actually really quite fun um maybe maybe i'll just like link it in the the description for people who knows i might do actually that. you know what the more we talk about i was gonna give it to real big fish for take on me not because it's the best but because it's my favorite because i think it was one of the very first ska covers that i heard and probably a big part of getting me into ska in the first place yep but i'm changing policy i'm turning around i'm gonna go with uh uh Man with the Skeleton Arms. Ooh, I don't know what that uh, is. I don't know if that's Streetlight Manifesto or Toke. I think it's Streetlight, not positive. But it's the kind of song where you don't realize it's a cover because they did such a better job with it, I think, okay. than the original singer. Yeah. Um, oh, it's it's Toke. It's it's that album where he and um, the other artists like trade songs and cover each other. There you go. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, it's just a really, really good, good. Uh, actually, like that. Everything Toke does on that one is great. Um, yeah. Shantan Titty Town is also uh, on that. Shantan Titty Town so strong. Ah, yes. Can yeah, you tell me was, like ska? Did Did uh, you know that Connor and I were skanks in high school and are still skanks today? Yeah, yeah. Once you go skank, you never go bank. Anyway, yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> go with uh, ooh, Shantan Titty Town. Might. Mm. Ooh, that, yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with uh, man with the skeleton arms. Okay. Final um, answer. Lock final it in. A- final lock answer. It in. Lock it in. Uh, do you have a favorite remix? Favorite remix? I don't think I do. Okay. No. That's, to- that's totally fine. Um, no bonus credit for me. All right. Well, I've got I've got them both because I came up with the question. So whatever. <laughs> that's um, the advantage, folks. You bring these questions into a conversation, and you've already got an answer locked in the chamber. Yeah, you you seem even cooler and more interesting. But here's here's the secret. Here's the secret. If you want to make friends, my dad taught me this. It's one of the few, the few, the two, the only two pieces of advice that my dad gave me. That this is ha- weren't this is song half lyrics. of the wisdom, half and, the wisdom of Greg Chica summarized for you right here. And it was. People love talking about themselves. If you want to be friends with a person, ask them about themselves. They won't shut up. There it is. There it is. Ev- so, Evan's secret to success. So yeah. So you can have an answer that makes you sound cool, but take more interest in the other person because like, hey, people are interesting. Get to know them. Life's too short. Mm. All right. Yep. My my answers. Um, who has performed your favorite cover song? It, uh, similar kind of thing. A lot of, lot of ska versions live deep, deep in my heart. Um, really like Scissor Sisters cover of Comfortably Numb. I think they do a great job. I don't listen to a lot of what uh, Pink Floyd. That's who who did Comfortably Numb. I think. I don't know. 
I, that's uh, another one I, I didn't I didn't even know that that was a cover. They did such yeah. a good job with it. It felt like it was made for them. Yeah, it's Pink Floyd. Uh, sorry, don't listen to that that much stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I think a, a really strong thing with covers is like, oh, hello, Salem. Please join the podcast, my dear. We have uh, a cat. We have a cat in the podcast. Um, have you trained Salem to meow on command? Uh, only if there's food involved. <laughs> oh, shame. Yeah. So uh, I think a strong thing with covers is if if they do sound like the original. So um, Comfortably Numb's really strong. I do love Save Ferris's cover of Come On Eileen. Um, the one that I think I'm going to go with because I can't think of anything else right now. And this is this is the one that I was thinking of when I came up with this question was uh, Istanbul, not Constantinople by They Might Be Giants. Oh, I think that's probably the the mother of all. I didn't know this was a cover song. Yep. Yep. Like, hell, fucking anything by Elvis was basically a cover song, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I, yeah. I think another one I, I, I'd put out there, probably something a lot of people are familiar with. I think people tend to walk around thinking that nobody else knows about Hurt by Johnny Cash. Yep. It says oh. Nine Inch Nails. Yeah cover yeah and even trent reznor is like no 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 that's that's cash's song now he did it better yep but uh uh, istanbul not constantinople it's just it's so good anytime you hear those three words in succession you just start hearing do 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 it's a real crowd pleaser you know it doesn't it doesn't overstay its welcome it's there just long enough for you to like no one ever gets tired of singing the refrain by the time it's done Istanbul was Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's just it lives, and then it lives in your brain for days, and then you're like not upset about it that it's there, and you're like, yeah, Istanbul's yeah. not Constantinople. It's not. And what a what a useful history fact, right? Just a little like, educational tidbit for you. If if I've got a date with a girl in Constantinople, I gotta go to Istanbul. You know what? I could have been late to my date. They might be giants if you didn't slightly speed up this song, making it so much better for some reason. It's so much better. <laughs> but yeah, that's. I think that's going to be Evan of this moment's favorite cover song, um, and I'm probably going to listen to it when this this podcast is done. Um, but my favorite remix. I'm going to start with my with my least favorite remix because it oh. is in uh, tandem with my favorite remix. And my least favorite remix is the 192000 refix version. Because how the fuck dare you say you have the gall to fix that song when you make it sound like a panic attack? Like, I had panic attacks as a kid, and it was the same experience of everything being too fast, slightly, like, too loud and upsetting, and you're just like, this needs to stop. Why is this, this, why is this going on? Why is this doing this so fast? I can't come down, I can't come down, I can't come down. It's it's such an unpleasant version, and you say you fixed it. I, I'm sorry, but 192000 was a better song before you fucking touched it. But the best version 2000. of 192000 is the Gorillaz remix of it. That's off of um, the Gorillaz album. It I can't remember what the what the version of it was. It's the one that's just slightly sped up. Um, oh, you know, I think I, I, I'm I'm getting like reawakened memories i think of you telling me about how upset you were about this in high school it's, it's the soul child of, remix that's the good one but yeah yeah 
it's kind of bubbling to the surface. And in the back of my head, I'm like, huh? when you asked me this, I was like, the gorillas had a remix of some kind of thing. But I think, I think that's what, <laughs> I think I was just borrowing your complaint from, from years and years ago. Apparently long lasting complaints. I, it, I, I still think about it. Every time I listen to the refix and just like, the, the fucking gall, get out of here, bro. <laughs> like, this is not a better version. You didn't, you didn't fix shit. You fucked it up. This is the refuck version. Yeah, more like redixed. Uh, oh, redixed. Oh man, the Salem opened the door when she came in to hang out. Now Leah has to listen to our our dumb podcast. But from my version of it, I feel so bad for her right now. Oh, she doesn't even have the coughs edited out. Oh no, it's bad. It's bad. But yeah, um, uh, the other remix that I do want to give a sh- oh, sh- actually, there's a couple remixes I want to give quick honorable mentions to. Um, the um, the oh my god, Tokyo Police Club, the uh, Lesson in Crime remix. They do a good job with that. I like that. An, another one. I, I, I'm never mind. I've got homework again. Yeah. I'm, oh my I'm gosh. Back go on the listen, homework train. Go listen to Champ. Uh, not Champ. Champ's the album that we like. Um, oh, it's the it's the other like single, the single word, um, EP, Police Club. Oh my god. I'm sorry, listeners. This is this is this is doing great. We're doing great. I'm just looking up. I'm just looking up albums here. And you have to listen to our stupid podcast as I Google albums. Uh, where is and it? And I'm not going to rescue it's, him. It's I'm the Smith vamping. EP. Yeah, no, that's totally fine. Uh, yeah, they do a lesson in crime. It, it's a great, it's a great version. Um, big, big recommends on their when bands fucking remix their own songs. It's just good. Um, but also, I normally don't like when other stuff touch it. But um, does it offend you? Yeah does a remix of the prayer by block party and Mm. it is the only remix off of another weekend in the city a fan album that i really like um and it's great because i knew it was um does it offend you yeah without having to look because they use that one fucking drop noise that's the kind of like like the throw up noise where it's like the um that they do that's very distinctive to them um connor if you hear it you would know it Um, okay but that should be taking notes. Pretty soft. I don't know. If only there were some record of this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Now you need to. Now you're the one who needs to listen back to this, not me. Take that. That's nerd. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Those. Those are. Those are the answers. And man, I'm just jazzed to be talking to Connor about music. I've been getting back into music lately, so it's been very exciting. Uh, what do we got next? We have number lucky number seven. What are we doing on lucky Ooh. number seven? This is an old one. This has got to be early question It is. Plans. It's very early. This is actually, this is so early. This is one of the ones that I know Aaron's answer to. Oh. So, Connor, what is your midlife crisis food stand? Whew. Well, let me, let me put myself into that mindset. Okay. All right. Um, you- I have, I'm almost at the end of paying off my student loan 10-year limit did it i for whatever reason feel like it's just not it's just not happening my life isn't the way i wanted it to be uh you haven't actually helped enough kids haven't i just you know what the kids that they just they don't need help anymore actually it turns out you know what the kids are all right 
the offspring? <laughs> the kids are all right, and uh, I need to find a new way to find meaning in my life. And for some reason, I've chosen food. And so whatever it is, I want it to be really meticulous and something that I've just got to do like a million times in a row. Uh, I think I'd probably, you know, I'm feeling like a dumpling of some kind. Okay. When you're saying meticulous, I don't know why I was thinking crepe for you, but that makes sense. The same kind of like folded pastry type of thing. Yeah. I think there's something about the, like the filling, like taking the filling, putting that into the wrapper, crimping it just so I think I'd probably do a global dumpling stand. So, okay. What do you mean? I could, oh, oh, like how every, every nation has a dumpling, like, you know, piragi for Polish, um, they've all got I guess dump, dumplings for English gyoza for what, China. Sorry. What'd you yeah. say? My brain. Yeah, they've all got dumplings. Everybody, the you know, every culture domesticated dogs. Every culture invented language. Every culture made a dumpling. Don't at me. I know that's probably not literally true, but it's lots true right of dumplings here, baby. out there. It's right, true where it counts. Right in my left breast is this. Uh, but we all we all love a dumpling. It's it. it we've got <laughs> convergent evolution, parallel evolution of dumplings all over the place. And it would be cool to just have a smattering of dumplings in one fun little stand. Okay. Now, are you going to be like a po- uh, Pokemon special character where you have a different style of dumpling per day? Like if you want, if you want Indian dumplings, you got to come on Monday. Ah. If you want um, European dumplings, you got to come on Tuesday. Or are you going to just have an overloaded truck every single day? You know, I think, I think. I I, want to offer everything all the time, forever, always. Okay. Because that way I am so busy that I can't think about how my life has failed. Okay. I don't have time to contemplate the first half of my life being over and the inevitable heat death of the universe. I'm too busy making dumplings, all of them, all the kinds of dumplings. Okay. Um, So now... I know you're doing all like form factors of dumplings. Now, are you doing mm-hmm. all proteins too? Like, are you are you going to go even further into debt by having you know shrimp dumplings, chicken dumplings, pork dumplings, beef dumplings, or do you are you kind are you helping yourself on having like a limited type of thing where it's like it's all chicken dumplings from all places? Or, uh, you know, I'm probably gonna go for some amount of variety. Probably because one of the things I want to make sure that I'm doing a good and Evan, correct me the way that you always do, because one day maybe I'll learn. I want to do a good piragi. Pierre Ragi. Pierre Ragi. Yep. You're Pierre, good. You're good. Pierre you're getting better. At least you're not saying pierogi. Pierogi. Uh, <laughs> it hurts my ears, man. Uh, yeah, I, that'll that'll be one of my missions as I'm trying to pay homage to all of these different cultures and all of the dumplings they've produced. I'll try to learn how to pronounce it in each language. I like that. Uh, um, I can help. I can help you pronounce and make piragi uh, because I went with my sister to Krakow, Poland, and I got I uh, got dumplings. I got piragi at fucking midnight after one of the most surreal Uber rides of my life. <laughs> And they weren't as good as my bocce's. My bocce makes better cabbage piragi, and like, fucking credit to her. Good job, Arl. Like, yeah, I have I have her cabbage recipe. Like, we have it on lock. We we can make okay. the good stuff. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, my my personal favorite is a nice potato and cheese. But I feel like the cabbage piragi 
is more more true to form potato and cheese is the best like i you're lying if you say otherwise but cabbage is delicious it's a very close second yeah so i think like i'll, I'll have a vegetarian option there but i know that i want to bring in uh I, this is another another rough go but i'm gonna i'm gonna be brave and make an attempt at Zhao long bao oh cool is, uh, the xlb uh pork soup dumplings so i know i'm gonna have pork in the mix somewhere I love soup dumplings. I will eat the shit out of yours, man. Right? So uh, that's good. that's the kind of snack that I can bring home to my wife and dogs that will make them stop asking me what I've chosen to do with my life. Because <laughs> that's a question I cannot tolerate at this phase in my life. They're just if like... I just, I'm just filling their mouths with pork soup dumplings. Uh, thank you, honey. This is, this is so delicious. How did you make the broth so unctuous? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the kinds of questions I'll be able to handle. That's the conversation I'll want to have. I love and that. And I can that, do that. That's very good. Uh, but I know there's just a whole world of dumplings to get into. Those are the two that I know I want to do off the top of my head. I fully support. Um, yeah, I'm um, I'm kind of in a different headspace than yours for mine. Mm. Um, okay. So my midlife rice... Wow, that was not coming. Those words were not coming out good. My midlife rice. I'm just eating all that midlife rice, baby. Yum, yum. Uh, midlife rice is packed full of proteins that your aging bones need. Yep. It's a Connor's secret rice dumpling that he only makes for Evan. <laughs> oh, here, here comes you, Evan. He's he's falling apart. He's going to need, need more some carbs. Rice today. Get some rice in there. That's what you so, need, bud. My midlife crisis food stand was actually decided for me. This is how old this question is. Ah. So this was decided for me back when I was was dating a, a certain person, and she said that I would be um, running a barbecue truck would be my midlife crisis food stand. So as the course of my life has gone on since that moment, I am no longer with that person who ended up being a um, horrible, heartless bitch, and I will never forgive her. So I have to assume that she ran me out of business, took over the food stand, and just kicked me to the fucking curb. So I don't have a midlife crisis food stand anymore because she took my livelihood, she took my joy, she took my fucking dogs. Man, I've got nothing left. So um, my answer is I'm going to be playing ukulele at my sister's midlife crisis food stand because I've got nothing else going for me, so I may as well be in Hawaii playing the ukulele and just tanning myself to death. I feel like in some ways that's that's even truer to the midlife crisis. The real midlife crisis food stand is the one that you don't have the ability to operate anymore. She, fucking she ruined it for me, man. She it's over. She took the food. This was supposed to be my out. Well, in fairness, there's a lot of waiting involved in barbecue, which would leave you too much time to contemplate the choices you've made in your life. So you're probably better off playing the ukulele. <laughs> yep. So that that's that's my that's my answer um and i don't have to think about what food i would actually do because my life is terrible right all right i keep forgetting that i've got the dice oh gotta, the power gotta, is in your hands we got to get you out of that closet baby give you give you something give you something the ability to participate better than than i am doing all right so we are rolling down the tracks to number 56 which is very fun. Okay. All right. So, Connor, um, I have to assume that you are some 
shape, form, or iteration of villain. Because the question today is, what genre of henchmen would you have? <sighs> okay. Well, I know that I've already set myself up to be a very specific kind of villain. Because I will insist on being addressed as doctor. The newspapers will <laughs> ah! refer to me as Dr. Something. Probably not my real last name. Because that, unless I get into, like, I don't know, clothing-based villainy. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> There, but then at that point they're spelling your name wrong the entire time. It's just like it's not an S. They, my name's. I just I love I love that you're like I'm going to be called Doctor. But like if if we're existing in this world, I'm going to become a newspaper editor and I'm going to have a headline of like like doc- Doctor Demented, more like Mister Mischief, and like everybody <laughs> always refers to you as Mister. It's like I have a doctor. I went to school. Ah. Uh. That that's see so, you now that's true villainy right there taking away the one thing that a supervillain has the one thing they earned outside gonna, of their villainous attempts I'm gonna J Jonah Jameson you and just laugh just laugh at you <laughs> fuck you oh uh, I need more pictures of Mister Mischief <laughs> AKA please call me Doctor please please it's the only thing I have could you at least have called me Mayhem please it's another M you still alliterate. <laughs> Uh, so I think if I'm going to dip really deep into the doctor side of things just to really sell, I'm probably going to go by Dr. Doctor just just <laughs> to make sure that it's really thoroughly taken care of. <coughs> All of my hench people will be research assistants gathering intel, and they'll have weird catchphrases like, ah, new hypothesis, or hmm, hmm this will have a very interesting bell curve to this fight. Ah, I'm not making money for my internship. Oh, you're quite the outlier, aren't you, Mr. Hero? Okay. That's that's cute. Um, how big is your internship program? Your residency? Um, you know, I want to be able to give each of them individual attention because I'm giving them very little else. <laughs> <laughs> in in classic fashion so uh i'm i think i could probably handle as many as five at a time okay now are they all psychology or like you running the gamut from from doctors you know i think it'll probably it'll be a, a rotating cast let's be okay. honest they'll be shuffling in and out they'll get arrested uh, and my research interests are going to range wildly so i think there will always be a psych bent to what is going on in my my villainous escapades but i'm gonna want to have you know like some outside expertise because it'll be like hey i wonder what would happen if we rearranged town square with explosives and what kind of an effect that would have on people's perceptions of being in that area of town so i'd need i'd need an an explosives expert i would need somebody in architecture uh, you know, a lot of a lot of the villainy would really be funneled through them because I want them to feel like they get to make some choices on what kind okay. of research projects we're doing. Yeah, you're you're just you're just facilitating. Like you are the the catalyst that, like your your villainy superpower is empowering the villainy of others. Yeah, yeah, um, and I think my probably my my main lieutenant will be. I'll call them the internal review board just so that everything is approved before I get started on it. Oh, that's cute. I really like that. You sound and, like a like you sound like a shitty villain, but like 
it's really cute all that you're doing and then it's going to be really fucked up seeing all of the chaos and destruction that your little cohort allows for yeah i think i'll 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 have the hearts and minds of academia for sure and i you know there will be some some favorable reporting people will notice the kinds of relationships that i have with my mentees and i think that'll 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 turn public opinion in a direction okay um so like when you when you end up like taking over and like developing like evil academia like would you would you create like a noble d's prize instead of a noble peace prize uh you know i i think it's really going to be up to the larger villainous academic community to come up with the award names and and of course to make them fit whatever it is that i happen to be doing at any given moment or else okay cool I just hope that they name it D's because when people are like, what, what, what award is that? D's nuts. <laughs> what did you get that award for? For D's. What, what is, what, what is that? Oh, for D's, for D's nuts. Just like, just, just fucking 12 year old villain. I love it. Yep. Yeah. And, and that'll be allowed in the style guides of villainy because, uh, we're serious. We're, we're getting real data here, but we're also having fun. I mean, we, we allow jeans on Fridays. Like, absolutely. We, we understand, like, we had a global pandemic, and, like, that was really villainous. So, like, you know, you can work from home. Like, we yeah. don't need to be in, per- like, I don't need to micromanage you. As long as you're getting yeah. your villainy done and, you know, you meet your meetings and reviews, like, we are going to be fine. Yeah. When we're um, on site, closed toed shoes, wear your safety gear, but otherwise, you know, be true to yourself. Cool. Still no benefits? <laughs> Come on, Evan. Come on. I mean, if non-villains get away with not giving benefits, you think <laughs> I'm going to give them? <laughs> I mean, that could you, you could be a villain shining shining a light on the true on the true um, It's like even even Mr. Mayhem show like shows treats his people like people and you can't give sick time. <laughs> Uh, you um, know what? Yeah, no, I think that's right. I think I think I've gotta I've gotta be the mirror for the rest of society, so that I've got loads of stuff to say uh, in terms of just something to follow. You think I'm the villain? Statement A, statement B, yep. and one uh, of those things will be at least I give my interns dental. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I like this. I I really like I really like your villain story. This is very this is a very fun thing to to listen to. Um, I do have one last question, just because I'm I'm really just genuinely curious about this this um, person that you have created. Um, what is what is your rubric since since you're going to be taking on like residency internship people? Like you have to be grading them for their program. Like, is it based on like you know how many like you know you need to get like four evil laughs in like a monologue, or like you really need to like efficiency or like um like efficiency of underlings like you need to send out the the worst and like then slowly send the better people so the hero has the ability to get stronger with time or like do you need to um i i don't know just like have um like have a really like uh spec sheet for all your technology was like you need to have a glowing error so someone can destroy it like what 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 is what is your kind of like grading platform 
Yeah, the style guide will definitely mandate a couple of classic villain hallmarks that you're you're describing here. Yep. Uh, but really, I think where the rubber meets the road is going to be a like a loose cannon cop criteria, essentially. As long as you know, as long as we get results, is really okay. you know, you, you you don't play by the rules, but goddamn it, you get results. That is really, really where I want things to wind up. Okay. That. That works. I, I like it. It makes more sense of just, it, it really is that kind of like startup mindset of just like, you know, we're all owners in this company. Like, it doesn't matter how we achieve it as long as we're under budget and growing, like, we're happy. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I like that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, it's kind of amusing how we're, we're going with this. I like that you have a team, um, but I think this question really answers like how incompetent you and i are as people because both of our henchmen are people better than us who can do (laughs) more than we are because uh my genre of henchmen like i don't think i would have a team i mean if i'm a villain i have to have a team but like i'm thinking like i have a henchman or lady whatever or person let's let's be inclusive i'm not i'm not here I'm just using outdated terms of henchmen because it's easier for me at this moment. But like right. it's in, it's in it's in the handbook. Like we're totally cool. We're we're clean here. Um, yeah, the but, hench person handbook. Yep. Um, but my like my henchman would be like a second in command kind of person, and I'm thinking a very kowtowing, well spoken, well dressed, posh person who you know is very like kind and um always kind of like oh, like crossing t's dotting i's like making sure everything's set just and a just real class act very just efficient. like really powerful like yeah got that kind of like elegance of just like where they just laugh at the hero it's just like mm-hmm. i kind of like you more i kind of yeah. like you more than the hero I, I think you're my favorite character i think you're really cool just a little above it all very yep. cool i like it and the entire time, like, they are very, you know, subservient, whatever, um, placating to me. But the entire time that they're behind my back, they are plotting to overthrow me, beat the shit out of me, destroy me. It's just like, I am smarter than you, and I fucking know it. I'm going to run this thing, and as soon as you show your bare ass, I am going to kick it right out of this um, hive of villainy. And I'm going to overtake it and become the powerful one. Like, I Ooh. think my henchman is going to be so efficient that they are going to uh, overtake my position eventually. I like and they've that. Got, and they've got silver hair. They're definitely that archetype of silver <laughs> hair henchmen. Yeah, I'm into it. I, I, I like the idea that your only real competence is keeping this hyper-competent person in line. Yeah, like, and it, 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 and I think, I think like keeping them in line is... Th- through um just a bit of a bit of bumbling it's just Mm. like i kind of fuck up their plan of just like uh yes like now once this gets done it's like oh yeah sorry i didn't order the nitroglycerin i'm sorry i was i was looking at memes (laughs) yeah and so you're you're very strategically sabotaging their sabotage it's like, sir, this is this is why I asked for a company credit card. It's like, yeah, no, 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 I'll I'll get I'll get you one. Just like talk to Evil HR, sir. You are Evil HR. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. But so. honestly, 
I'm just kind of, I've just been a little grumpy lately. I just don't think now's the right time to ask me for something. Yeah, no, to- that totally that kind of kind of dynamic where it's kind of got that comedic pulse to it of mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. Ugh, frustrating. Because like I do think that I would be like like Disney Channel esque villain where like I would team up with the hero at times for reasons. I think that's how it would be, and I think for that to be the case, my, that like I need that like more competent actual villainous henchman. Mm. because like I, I know i will have a team of people but like i i'm not quite like qualifying them as henchmen you know like right is that, is that unfair uh well i i mean the hench person i think it comes with a certain amount of uh like degradation Esteem. you know if you have a team it sounds more like you have a like a collection of contractors who I carry th- out what I, you're talking I think about I, I think I qualify like my masses as goons versus mm. my henchmen. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you've got just your your one hench person there at the top, taking care of business until they can take care of you. Yeah, and I think yeah, like I like a habitual, a cyclical push and pull on that, leading you yep. in desperation to wind up washed up in in hero HQ helping them to take down your hench person so, uh, so that you can betray them at the last second and reclaim your hench person in their henchness. Yeah. And it's just like in, in like the kind of like the stinger at the end of that w- would just be like sometimes to be a true villain you need to be good. <laughs> and it's just like what? Shut the fuck up. How how did you beat me? I am so much smarter than you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like that sort of uh, like reigning in this orderly, organized person with uh, random chaos. Yeah, I I think that's I think that's I think that's where I want I think that's where I want to be. Also, I think they're wearing a red velvet tuxedo jacket with tails. Mm-hmm. 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 Very formal wear. They seem very cool in my brain. Yeah, you are describing mostly a butler. You realize. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a heavy heavy butler aesthetic to what you're describing. Yeah, I I mean Yeah. But fuck. Okay. I think they'll I think they'll hate it when people point that out. <laughs> I, th- I think so too. I like that even better. I'm I just like how it fits. <laughs> Oh, can one it's, not it, have it, a sense of style? And it it just it just won't help when it's like, "Hey, can you please go get can you please go get me lunch?" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is in the job description, isn't it? Why didn't I read the contract? <laughs> All right. Huh? Can you believe we're at the last roll of the day already, Connor? Here it comes. This is very fun because I just need to go down one because we got 57. Ah. So, so close to a great it would have been really it would, it would have been really fun if we went up one to 55, which uh, peek behind the curtain to the listeners. What evil genius would you be? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I fucking wonder at this point. Ooh. Um, but 57 is an entirely different question. What game would you play death for your soul? Oh, 
Um, the answer has already been given many a time on the internet that uh, tabletop role-playing games would be an excellent game to play oh. Death in. I have never heard that before. Oh, that yeah. That sounds fucking dope. Well, yeah, it's not an original idea. I don't think I'm going to wind up going with it. But, yeah, the the basic idea is that you, you sort of trap death into a never-ending game because there's no real winner or loser by the time you finish, you know, a years-long campaign and you've already gotten that much extra living time. Death probably wants to play again. Oh, okay, that's cool. I like that. I was thinking you could just DM Fiat and just like, oh, shit, man, your character died. It's behind the curtain. You just got to trust me. <laughs> I th- yeah, I thought that was just like an easy like I just win I I am the GM I fucking make the rules <laughs> yeah yeah um, I don't think I'm I'm playing to actually get any more lifetime in I think it's probably more just a I want to learn as much as I can about death okay in this interaction. I mean, I have I have my answer locked and loaded. If you if you need a little bit more time to think, but yeah, what do you got? What do you uh, what do you play in death? It's it's easy. It's this it's the same same kind of deal. But like, I also want to keep living, so I am going to choose a game where I'm going to win. And the answer, baby, is cribbage. <laughs> I'm playing death in a best two out of three, unless we don't need no rubber match cribbage game. Because like here's the thing, I fucking love cribbage. Cribbage is such a fun game, and cribbage if I'm good. like if I'm gonna go out doing a game, like let me just fucking chill out, have a couple of beers with death. Like we can shoot the shit as we're playing. Like I'm going, I'm gonna point out when he misses counting points. Like I'm not gonna be a dick about it. Like, and we're gonna just you know see what happens, and hopefully my eternally fickle amused amused cribbage god continues to smile upon me but if not like hey shit man i probably had a really fun game of cribbage and like death is probably gonna get a 29 hand which is incredible that would be it would be good to witness uh yeah no muggins five in the crib for a flush yep uh just got that's two out of three a mortal soul on the table yep yep it's it just really simple casual fun game fun game of cards because like it's same kind of kind of thing with you it's like I'm going to have time to talk to death and just like, Hey, how's it been, man? Like, I know I think about you a lot, but like, we don't really get a chance to talk. So like, how you been? Like, what's going on? what you, what you been up to really fucked up Hawaii, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like that. I like, there's, there is plenty of time for gabbing in between hands in cribbage and you can always like really take some time to think about your crib. If you want to yep. grab a couple extra seconds. It's like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab another beer. Do you want to, do you want a snack or something? Just like, I, like, I don't need to be a, I don't need to be a jerk to this guy. Like, and who knows? Like, maybe he's having a good time. Like, yeah, sure, you, you won. You're taking my immortal soul, but like, I got another, I got another round in me. Interesting, interesting that you would say that you're not gonna be a jerk to death because I've taken a very different tactic. <laughs> uh, I think I'm probably so I've, I, I've decided that this is gonna be a party game. Oh, you dick! <laughs> uh, I I want death. I want death to be forced to do things you wouldn't expect the Grim Reaper to have to be able to do. Oh, <laughs> uh, death! You're gonna have a bad time if you want to take this soul, baby. <laughs> I'm probably, you know, I think I'm leaning towards a board game that I haven't played in a very long time. Uh, Stratego, Monopoly. Not, 
Stratego and Monopoly are both terrible choices to play against. Chinese death. checkers. <laughs> I can't think of a game that death would be better suited for than Stratego. Was that? Uh, a, 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 a war simulation? Sounds have, like something death would nail. Have you played Stratego? Is Stratego not the... Uh, I'm on one side, you're on the other, and I've got a bomb and a spy and a couple of generals and lieutenants. It is. Yeah. 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 I think death would absolutely destroy anybody in Stratego. See, I, th- I, think, I think I would do fine in Stratego because I don't know the rules to Stratego and have beaten my bocce many times at Stratego. <laughs> maybe you have a gift. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> or maybe my bocce was being very nice to a six-year-old Evan. <laughs> Could have been. Could have been. Uh, I think I'm probably going to wind up with Quelf. What the Quelf. fuck is Quelf? Quelf is a board game that is fun to play maybe three times. Definitely really fun to play once. Okay, the second time. Maybe you're still having a good time the third time. But it's it, one of those. In, in, your, in your life. Yes. Oh, yeah. Not in a night. So for sure. okay, so like you play Quelf once when you're 15, and then you play Quelf again when you're, you know, 36, and you're just like, man, this is just not as good. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's, so it is eternal. Like once you once you do it once, it is like an eternal kind of like. Bleh. Yeah, I'm thinking if I can if I can get death in a best three out of five, maybe maybe I can tie him on game four, and or he, he might be sick of it by the time we're done with the second game. Hard to say. He might just give up. Okay. Uh, but death, death in over the course of Quelf will be forced to do silly things like only say certain things, or it's one of those uh, you add more rules as you go kind of games, and they're all lull so random. Oh no! Oh, that sounds terrible. And in my mind, when you get death into a party game, uh, either you get to split the audience. I get to call in a friend and death gets to call in a friend to play uh, in Quelf yep. or death just brings in three damned souls to sit at the table with you. Okay. And I think that it would be a lot of fun to see how that would go. I think okay. I might be more willing to be ridiculous than death. I think death might be a touch too proud to really nail Quelf. So I, I might guess. also make it out that way. Especially if your life is on the line, you're like, "Fuck, man, I gotta, I gotta live with myself with, with these actions." He does. Yeah. It's, I'm just another soul to him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, worst case scenario, I get to see death do lots of silly skeleton things. Ooh, oh, oh, man! You could have a rule where he has to dance to Bone Trousel. Right. I think oh, the- there are a lot of different tests I could put him through where death just needs to forfeit. Man, I just I'm now just wanting to make uh, it's like how how deep into the papyrus cosplay can I get death? Like can you can you go make me spaghetti? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, even if even if I wind up dying, I'll have a great story for everybody else. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. I, I now I'm just thinking about games that I want to play with death just for just for the fuck of it. Mm. I would love to just fucking jackbox it up with death for an evening. Yeah. I think I think he would kill Quiplash. I think that would be hella fun. Really Quiplash enjoy would be that. a good time. Yeah. I I'd think, be into it. Oh man, 
and like the other thing that I really, really would love to pull off is like, can I make a face like gross enough that even death would be like, why did you draw that, F? Uh, I do think I, I think that death would be an incredible artist. Ah, uh, yeah, e- easily. I would I would love to have like death play in any of the drawing games, especially when it'd be it'd be like uh, like for for Drawful, it's like Sonic hentai T-shirt. It's like you have to draw that now, death. Good luck. <laughs> that's and that's the thing. I think that uh, you you might be able to catch death in a humor off. I don't know if Death has a really great sense of humor, so they might get caught unawares in uh, a lot of those Jackbox contests. Mm. But on the other hand, if it is just three damned souls that we have to appeal to, Death might have a better sense of their sense of humor. Here's the thing. If we're doing Jackbox, we're getting the crew together, man. And, like, you think they're going to fucking miss playing Jackbox with Death? I don't think so. Absolutely not. And like, here's the thing: damned, damned souls aren't gonna have cell phones. So, like, sorry, death, they're all voting for me. It's just the way it plays. I so. feel like death would use a lot of safety quips in Quiplash. Yeah, and oh man, even if he is winning, he's only getting half points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. Man, this is a thought that is going to live in my brain now. I didn't think that our podcast would have such a profound effect on me, but now I'm just really like, what if, you know, like, would Death enjoy playing Bandana D in Kirby and the Forgotten Land with me? Like, I think, yep. like, I think I'd have fun. I feel like he'd kind of be like Leah and not fully understand how to do the different spear moves. Or maybe he's fucking dope. I don't know. Oh, man. And, or like, would he would he choose all of the like skeletal edge lord fighting game characters or is he going to choose the cute girl character hmm. like what's your what's your flavor death what do you like yeah who knows who knows what they're into i just i just want to hang out with death now yeah you know i think i think your approach is befriend death and have a friendly <laughs> encounter where my approach is uh trick death into being too serious or take advantage of that seriousness slash humiliate death so that she refuses to finish up a game so i love that this is now once again boiling down to what you and aaron and leah and fucking everyone else says apparently i'm now flirting with death (laughs) uh you would not be the first i think to attempt it but uh, there are worse strategies for sure i don't think i'd be the first I, i think i might be the first person to do it on accident though Mm, yeah, you might be right about that. Just unintentionally. But, you know, I think I think the the authenticity of your accidental flirting might be one of the better strategies for winning death over. However, yeah. you know, the thing is though, you might be a little too successful. I think befriending death, death would be all the more likely to take you so that you could spend more time. I I mean if they're cool, I don't mind hanging out with them. Like Sure. Whatever. At least I don't have to like pay bills anymore. <laughs> <laughs> far as you know yeah fair point who knows Um, i mean death is a working stiff oh shit that's true i I don't know maybe um i don't know maybe if he is so enamored with me um i could like hang out with them and like you know like they pay for my rents or whatever and i'll just like take up a hobby of like i get really good at sharpening scythes like make sure like they're like i help their day-to-day job um and you know we kind of call it call it splitsies. 
Yeah, you know, thinking about it, it's not that bad of a not that bad of a gig altogether. Um, people are always trying to play games with you. I can't think of another job where people where you just hang out with somebody for a while and play a game for a time that they're really invested in in winning. Yeah, and like for the most part, I don't care if I win or lose. So like, I think it'd be pretty pretty chill to just kind of hang out and do a thing. I think I think your supervisor would probably. You know, your supervisor, if your death only lets you get away with that, if you're good at games, you know, you can't lose a lot of those, can you? I don't know. I don't know how many people play games with death. Like, what is his track record? There's a lot of people still alive right now. That's true. That's true. It's hard to say. Yeah. And, you know, it it doesn't need to be a lot of time. You just play for like eh, a couple more months. Yeah. You come back around, grab another round of cribbage. It's like, hey, sorry, I've just been a little bit bored, so uh, I'm coming early. Yeah. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have had all that cholesterol-filled sausages. Your heart's not doing too great there, boss. Yeah, but hey, I love me some WarioWare. Let's get to it. Oh, oh good job. See you in a month. <laughs> yeah. No, I like nice. it. Nice. Hey, like, congrats. Like... Good for you. Cool. All right. I think that'll uh, that'll wrap it up for today. Yeah. So um, thank you. As always, for listening, I really appreciate your time and attention. You don't fucking need to do this, but the fact that you did is insanely appreciated to two random strangers who voices you now know better than their faces. Um, yeah. If you have any questions yourself, uh, you can get them answered at lemonanswers at gmail.com. Connor. So official. So good. That is, what is the email they can get their questions at? Uh, was I listening? Lemonanswers at gmail.com? It is lemonanswers at gmail.com. Heck yeah. Um, and if you want to have a parasocial relationship with us, good fucking luck. But we yeah. are online at uh, The Answer is a Lemon on Instagram and TikTok. Um, we'll be there if we remember that they exist and want to post anything. Probably not. Yeah. We'll see what and happens. Um, engage with us. I dare you. Yeah. Just try it. Try to get parasocial with us. See what happens. Yeah, but most importantly, um, have a good day. Uh, Leave a five-star review if you enjoyed it. Share it with your friends, your enemies, your family. Or don't. I can't control you. But, yeah. Be well. Love you. Bye. Bye.